0: Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church. Where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host. Pastor Dana.
1: I believe that we are living in the days John wrote about. The end times are upon us, and of that there is no doubt. Get your mind out of the world, take your Bible off the shelf, read the book of Revelations for yourself.
2: Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, December 14th, 2016, for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast, coming to you live from the beautiful and breathtaking studios of StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is, Final Chapter of of the plan but before we get started let us pray father god we humbly come before your throne and bow down spiritually speaking lord god we thank you for this time of the year lord that we are reminded that you sent your one and only begotten son who is jesus christ to pay the price for our sins if we would follow him and walk with him in this life we would be granted eternal life in that which is yet to come and is known as time without end Or eternity. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for taking my place upon the cross of Calvary. I give you all glory and honor and praise. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would have your way in this place today, that you permeate this place and the digital airwaves around the world who send this message where you have prepared and ordained for it to go and to open the eyes and ears and spirits and hearts of your people in this day. And we command in the name of Jesus Christ that every foul spirit, every hindering spirit, every spirit of lust, control, and pride, and wickedness, and demonic activity, and every hindering spirit be bound this very hour in the name of Jesus Christ. And we plead the blood of Jesus against you, and you have no power and authority over this broadcast or anything to do with my life. In Jesus' name I pray, Satan, you are bound and you must flee. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. With that said, my friends, today I would like to say greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we begin our show for today, I would like to put you in remembrance of a show I brought you a few weeks ago, November 2nd to be exact, titled What Has Been, Will Be in which I spoke to you about the fact that the Lord God, by way of his word and the small, still voice of his Holy Spirit, began speaking to me seven years ago in 2009 about King Cyrus, of which here in 2016, just before the election of November 8th, was made clear to me that he, of whom the Lord had spoken of, would be President-elect Donald Trump. I then believe, almost in passing, I as well interjected into another broadcast shortly after that, that he would not only be a liberating King Cyrus unto the Jews in the form of being the one who would most likely have a hand in helping them to rebuild the soon coming third temple, as history once again begins to repeat itself and play itself out. But, that he would as well be unto the people of America a King Nebuchadnezzar, of whom was responsible for raising the city of Jerusalem and bringing the Jews into bondage. Which brings to mind one of my most thoughtful sayings, of which is, As it is for Israel, so is it and shall it be for America under the soon coming watch of the newly installed Trump administration. Another couple of points, which are very important ones to be made, is that since the time of the election, a few interesting things have begun to take place. The first of which is that the stock market is now reaching heights and, and going into territories never seen before in its history. Not to mention the fact that we are as well beginning to hear of job opportunities being made available much more readily in the here and now. And the prospect of many, many more coming in the very near future of which the powers that be via the lamestream fake news media are using to stir up the Trump utopian dreamers into a euphoric frenzy that things in our world under the new president will soon return to the way they were in days gone by. At the same time, we have the Obama Hillary camp who are distraught that now they will no longer be able to sit on their booties and scream, Give me my entitlements so I can in- endlessly go to school to learn to be nothing more than I already am. And are the same who, when told that if you don't work, you don't eat, will be the ones out in the streets. Yelling about racism, discrimination, and we'll be rioting, pillaging, killing, and burning the cities of America to the ground in what is known as a civil war. And with that said, here is the real sad truth of it all, my friends, which is that no matter what group is being spoken of, left, right, the fringe, each group, listen up, is playing right into the Orwellian hands Of the soon coming, full-blown, new world order, along with, as the Lord God has already mandated for the year 2017, the dawning of the cashless society. Now, just before diving into our first prophetic piece for today, I would like to continue to set the stage with this extremely short but powerful and thought-provoking speech, of which I hope you will give great attention to, that was once presented by President John F. Kennedy concerning secret societies, in which he began by stating, for we are opposed around the world by a monolithic, or in other words, gigantic, and ruthless conspiracy, which is to say plot, scheme, or plan that relies on covert, secret, clandestine, or hidden means of expanding its sphere of influence on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night, Instead of armies by day, he continues by stating it is a system which has conscripted, which means recruited, enlisted or enrolled vast human and material sources into the building. Listen up, my friends, of a tightly knit, highly effective machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific and political Operations. Its preparations, in other words, arrangements, planning, provision, and measures, he says, are concealed, in other words, masked, hidden, or secret, and are not, he says, published, or in other words, are not available or made known. He ends by saying as well that its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its Dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned. No rumor is printed. No secret is revealed. My friends, I have shared all of what I've shared up to this point to prepare you to think deeply about what is going to be pointed out in our first piece of the day, which was written by Nathan Liel of the Watchman's Cry Ministry, dated December 12, 2016, of which in a new chronicle that the Lord God has prepared for Nathan to begin informing the world about concerning concerning the black days which lie just ahead in the coming new year of 2017. Remember, my friends, at December 31st and 11 or 12 o'clock on that night, beginning on the first day of the new year, those black days that have been slated for this year did not end. They are only going to intensify from this year on. And this piece is titled, The Trump Chronicles, An Analysis of the Coming Presidency, Part 1, of which Mr. Nathan Leal begins by pointing out when he says, note, this is, a, this is going to be a part one of a multi-part series that will reveal and expose the tyrannical darkness that is approaching America. Continuing on, he states, it is now behind us. Donald Trump won the presidential election and barring anything weird happening like the Jill Stein recount overturning the election results or anything else weird, Donald J. Trump, he says, will be inaugurated on Friday, January 20th, 2017. He says, if you are a vigilant American Christian who believes in the Constitution, there can be no excuses. It is up to every one of us to cautiously watch the upcoming Trump administration to make sure that it does not step over the bounds of the governmental limits. Of which, my friends, I must say, it full well... Plans and intends on doing so So just know that that is a given As I digress Meanwhile, my friends Back at Nathan's uh, Trump Chronicle Part 1 He says For some, this may be difficult Because based on what I've observed during the election Many evangelicals, of which I have no part of, my friends So don't even talk to me about it purposely ignored some disturbing things about Donald Trump. He continues by stating, I didn't. He as well shares, I caught a lot of flack for it. I received hate mail, accusations, curses, threats. One person wished that I would die, but I stood my ground and with Donna, his wife, as my, by my side, Nathan says, we trudged along and maintained our vigilance and concern about the coming Trump administration. Why, he says, simple, because I know what time it is that cannot be changed. We are in the end times, and America is under judgment. He goes on to say, some of my colleagues have been promoting the theory that a reprise from God has arrived. To the natural man, the theory sounds good, but is it true? Nathan says, Does God look the other way when he sees blatant carnality that rises like steam from the land of America? He as well asks, Does God cover his ears to stifle the sound of 70 million unborn throwaways of America? He continues by asking, does God smile on America when he sees the unholy matrimony of a man with a man? He then reminds that America as a nation did not repent before the election. There was no corporate gatherings where people assembled to to sigh and cry over the sins of the land. He then points out that the book of 2 Chronicles is very clear. It says, quote, "...if my people will humble themselves." He then goes on to say, ladies and gentlemen, the humbling never took place. So God did not hear it from heaven. And if God did not hear it, then why would he send a reprise? At this point, Nathan shares, I am mystified that my old colleagues would overlook this major detail and preach that greatness is coming to America. He says, over the past year and a half, I have watched in agony as some of my peers made spiritual proclamations, declarations, and alleged prophecies about the election and its outcome. It is up to the remnant of God, says Nathan, to hold all of them accountable. This includes me, he says, just before going on to say I do not get a free pass, but I am confident in my warnings, he says, and I maintain that challenging times are approaching. And should Donald J. Trump become president, I am concerned that very disturbing events will come to pass during his administration of which I totally agree with, my friends. That is why I am taking the time to share this word with you all here today. Nathan at the same time says, I do not say this blindly. It is based on years of observation of the approaching new world order and the rise of the end-time beast. End-time prophecy tells us, he says, that the elite of the world will bring about their plan for world consolidation and unification. He then goes on to ask the question, who are the elite? Of which he promptly goes on to describe when he says they are the ones that the watchmen have been talking about for years. They are the ones that you have grown familiar with over the years. They are the ones that were discussed by many of the watchmen during the Obama presidency. He then goes on to name a few of the watched when he shares they are the Bilderberg, the Rothschilds, The CFR, our Council on Foreign Relations, the Society of Skull and Bones, the Committee of 300, the Club of Rome, and others. Nathan as well points out that they consist of corporations, listen up my friends, and banks that control the money system and central banks. They are Goldman Sachs, they are Credit Suisse, J.P. Morgan, Rothschilds Inc and others they are the global corporations that influence lobby extort blackmail tug and steer foreign policy they are corporations and oil companies that have influenced politicians to go to war to nation build to install puppet governments and dictators He shares that they are the largest corporations in the world. They are the ones that you have been warned about. But here is where it gets very disturbing. He says Donald J. Trump is installing these same people who are the elite of the world to help him. Steer the coming administration. He has nominated a Rothschilds alumni to take over for the Department of Commerce. Wilbur Ross was with Rothschilds Inc. for 24 years. He served with them and acted as their representative, listen to this, to bail out Trump when his casino went bankrupt in the 1990s. In essence, and my friends, this is how it does work. The Rothschilds rescued Trump almost 30 years ago and now Trump is paying them back by appointing Ross as commerce secretary. Conclusion, a proxy associate of the Rothschilds will be handed the reins of the US economy. Here Nathan says, folks, you have you have heard he says, folks, have you heard of any of the Watchmen's out there talking about this? If not, why not? Why do you think I'm here today, my friends? I saw it. I read it. I got the witness from the Lord. I'm telling you. Uh, alongside Nathan, I'm telling you. He says, this is the report. This is the truth. This is the play of betrayal that is in motion. But he says it doesn't stop there. So far, Trump has tapped 17 elite billionaires and is giving them the keys to America. Nathan reports that these billionaires are involved with Goldman Sachs, the CFR, Council on Foreign Relations, they are. They attend the Bilderberg meetings. Some of them are members of Skull and Bones. And these individuals are going to steer the ship of USS America into an engineered, listen up my friends, dollar demolition and economic crash. And here, my friends, is where the rubber begins to really meet the road when Nathan notes by way of an article that quote a crash is assured Jamie Dimon Jamie Dimon is CEO of JP Morgan Chase he is a CFR or council on foreign relations member has been recruited by Trump to serve on his strategic policy forum what is this forum this is the advisory committee that will counsel Trump in his economic policy for America, says Mr. Leal. Just before going on to say, Demon stated in an interview, quote, a crash, listen up my friends, of the market is assured. I don't know if it will be in two or five years. Remember that, my friends, two or five years. But it will happen. We are going to have fiscal discipline. It's imposed upon us or we do the right thing and impose it on ourselves. Here is the real kicker, my friends. Nathan makes special note of this sooner than later coming fact when he states, Jamie Dimon said this in an interview two years ago. So that means we only have three years left in the time frame that he has given now to, to be done, my friends. So the thing is, is he says five, I say three. As the, the CEO of J.P. Morgan, he knows the crash is coming. It is not a coincidence that he has been tapped by t- Trump for Treasury Secretary. Trump has tapped another Goldman Sachs member, Steve Manchin, who is a member of the CFR, Council on Foreign Relations, and was also tapped by the secret society, Skull and Bones, like George W. Bush. As Nathan continues, he states, More Skull and Bones. Steven Schwartzman, Skull and Bones member is the chairman for Trump's Strategic Policy Forum. He is a billionaire and a CEO of Blackstone, Inc. He specializes in slicing and dicing and selling off bankrupt companies. He also excels in selling American companies to China. He recently sold the New York Waldorf to a Chinese company. He also sold off 25% of the Hilton Hotels to a Chinese company. He lives in John D. Rockefeller's 34-room mansion on Park Avenue in New York. When the rich of the world discussed the powerful ones in their ranks, they mentioned this man. Stephen Schwartzman, he is one of the chieftains of the elite. And now he is the chairman of Trump's economic committee. Next, says Nathan, I could spend a lot of time on the absurd betrayal of Trump, who promised outsiders. He promised to drain the swamp. It ain't happening, folks. The swamp is getting drudged so that bigger boats will fit. For those who may not get the severity of this, he adds, the elite are taking over the coming administration. The Bilderberg have a seat in the coming administration. The Rothschilds will have a proxy representative in the coming administration. He then adds the CFR, Skull and Bones, and other members of those who are going to noose the earth. But where is the outcry, he says? Trump is betraying his promises, and the church is strangely silent. It is approaching, says Nathan. Under his presidency, it is already shaping up that we will see one or several of these events, including the financial crash of the economy, civil war, war with other countries, and possibly a world war. He then states, add to that constitution-killing executive orders, the spread of government spying, uh, predator drone assassinations on civilians, oppressive uh, um, mercenary forces at home and abroad, the rise of an unconstitutional American monarchy, fascism, a dollar reset, citizens' detentions, citizen detentions, government oppression of truth-tellers, and more. He further states that as these things begin to take place, it will become apparent that Trump is a champion, listen to this, my friends, at persuasive deception. Does anybody remember the show from a couple of weeks ago that I brought you called Truthful Hyperbole? Nathan has apparently noticed it as well. Nathan goes on to say, unfortunately, a large part of the population will never see it. He then goes on to say, I hope that does not include you. Moving forward, my friends, as he approaches the close of this piece, he states, and I might add that I could not agree with him more, when he says, ladies and gentlemen, right now, a great deception is taking place. It is the battle of truth over make-believe He then asks, are you struggling with these words? If you are, he says, I understand. But I have to share this information because I have to tell the truth to God's people. Of which I couldn't agree with more, my friends. That is why I am here with you all today. To sound an alarm as to what is coming And my friends, I really appreciate the homework that Nathan has been diligent to undertake so that I could feel confident about including his piece in with the work that the Lord God has called me here this day to do. My friends, as I have done much investigation by way of the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, and I know what he has presented here today is in agreement with the signs of the times that are all around us here at 1159 in split seconds, just before the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ for his bride. Just as Nathan says here, you need to know the truth, my friends. He as well goes on to say, You need to know that great challenges are coming so that you can prepare spiritually and get your house in order. Nathan as well says, This means a lot of soul searching, a spiritual house cleaning will need to take place in your life and in the lives of your loved ones. He reminds it it also means that you cannot go to sleep with your vigilance. He says, the false message of peace, peace from my colleagues is putting a lot of remnant people to sleep. It is also causing them to neglect the oil in their lamps. Nathan here gives an excellent warning when he says, please don't neglect the oil from God, which, my friends, is in reference to the power, working, and anointing of God's Holy Spirit that is available to all who walk in a faithful relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and is obtainable by way of the baptism of God's Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, as outlined in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, because he says, and so say I, you're going to need it. At this point, he asks, am I overreacting? He then gives an answer by stating, of which I once again have to agree with when he says, I don't think so. He then brings up a good point when he says, Trump is revealing his hand right now. Listen up, my friends, because he is, and I've seen it too. I just didn't write it down. He is not... Even the president yet, says Nathan, he is doing things that are very disturbing. He further states that to the casual observer, his actions appear unconventional. But to the astute one, Trump is telegraphing the type of president that he is going to be. His actions are also projecting that a foreign policy upheaval is on the way. Nathan shares, based on his appointments, I expect, he says, to see several wars take place throughout the world. He continues by saying, of which is very true, my friends, Trump is surrounding himself with generals who are warmongers. General Flynn and General Mantis desire to accomplish the PNAC doctrine, which was perpetual war and an invasion of the Middle East, including war with Iran. He continues sharing when he states, but it does not stop there. Trump has already sent a warning shot over the bow towards China. He is provoking them for war, and he is not even the president yet. As Nathan begins to further wind down this piece, What he says here is 100% true. When he states, ladies and gentlemen, Donald J. Trump was placed, listen up my friends, into office by the globalist. He was their choice all along. Over the past several decades, they have been grooming him and preparing him for the final chapter Of the new world order plan. Nathan states the final chapter folks. It is also a part of Bible prophecy. He then says I will be presenting all of the disturbing information in future reports. Of which my friends I will be on the watch for. And present to all of you as the Lord wills. Moving ahead to the end Nathan points out a wonderful find by way of the Holy Spirit, when he shares concerning Trump's mantra of making America great, Nathan points out, not many have seen it yet, but Trump's campaign motto is Bible prophecy. He says, you know those hats that Trump supporters wore during the campaign? He then asks his readers to Make note of the picture of which was posted with this piece. He states, In the ball cap, in the ball caps, the word great is over the forehead. He as well shares, now make note of the prophecy about Babylon. And, quote from the Bible, my friends, and upon her forehead was a name written Mystery Babylon, the Great. Once again, referring to the posted picture, he says, to those with eyes to see, spiritually he means, my friends, and ears to hear with as well, it is below, referring to the picture. Nathan ends his piece with these words, Now that Trump has theoretically won the election, it will be necessary for all of us to maintain vigilance. And with this, I close, he says, this is going to be part one of a multiple series expose on the coming Donald Trump administration. He states that the future releases, in the future releases, I will uh, be sharing the results of my research based on factual evidence and truth. I know that it will not be popular, he says. I know that it will anger a lot of the Trump surrogates out there, he says. I know that some of my ex-colleagues will not like it, but I must, he says, tell the truth and warn all of you. He ends with this of which I totally support and agree when he says, Brethren, I will stay on the wall as long as the Lord allows it, and I vow that I will never leave my post or give you a sanitized message of false peace, of which, my friends, I myself, Pastor Dana, echo And promise the very same. I will be looking forward to sharing Nathan's messages with you there again, as the Lord wills. Nathan closes with a request for prayer. He shares, please pray for me and my family. We have been facing a few challenges. In his service, Nathan Liel, Watchman's Cry. And on that note, my friends, I'll be right back. After the break to share more insight On the soon coming Final chapter of The Plan
1: Christmas time was Approaching Snow was starting To fall Shoppers Choosing their present, people filling the mall, children waiting for Santa, with excitement and
2: Okay my friends. Hey, Santa Claus brought me presents, but Jesus gave this life for me. Well, what do you expect from a guy who when his the letters in his name are rearranged, it spells Satan. Okay, now my friends, more insight on as promised concerning the soon coming final chapter of the plan of which is nicely outlined in our next piece by Mr. Tyler Durden. I love the way this guy writes. He's awesome. Which was posted to ZeroHedge.com October, October, not November, not December, October 13th, 2016, submitted by Brandon Smith via AltMarket.com and is titled, Global Elites Are Getting Ready to Blame You for the Coming Financial Crash, of which thusly begins by stating, those people that have any doubts about where the narrative is headed for global economic stability simply have not been paying attention lately. Mr. Durden says, as I pointed out in my pre-Brexit referendum article, Brexit, global trigger, event, fake out, or something else. The story being scripted by the globalist is one of the failures and crimes of the conservative movements. I predicted that the Brexit would pass based on this language used by international financiers and... Elites leading up to the vote, the vast majority of analysts in the mainstream media and in the alternative media refuse to acknowledge the possibility that a successful Brexit actually works in favor of the globalist because it provides them a perfect scapegoat for, listen up my friends, a financial crisis that has been broiling for years and is now ready to burst into flames. Mr. Durden says, I find still that many people will not dare to consider the idea that a successful conservative resurgent is actually part of the plan for the globalist institutions. Many argue that the elitists just don't have that kind of pervasive power control, over the system, or that I am attributing too much power and ability to them, he says I find this argument rather naive, but also interesting because many of the people that claim the elitists do not had the elites do not have such influence were able were also the same people that argued before the Brexit that the elites would never allow the UK referendum to pass. He further interjects, so do they have extensive fluent influence or do they not? This kind of selective blindness to the game that is being played prevents a whole host of otherwise intelligent people from grasping reality. He says, these folks need to finally admit to themselves that they were half right. The globalists would not have allowed the passage of the Brexit unless a successful Brexit actually worked in their favor. In my post-Brexit analysis, he says, I said that the meme of bumbling and destructive conservatives and populists would continue into the, listen up, my friends, U.S. election. And so far, it would seem this is exactly the case. In numerous mainstream articles, globalists, listen up, my friends, have been openly telling us exactly what is about to happen. Mr. Durden states, I find that the same naivety naivety that developed during Brexit the Brexit campaign has also developed around the Trump campaign. Too many in the liberty movement will not entertain the idea that a Trump win is in the cards. Remember, he's writing this in October, my friends. Yet the elites are using the same language in reference to the Trump campaign that they used before, the, before and after the Brexit Bloomberg's latest report on the annual meetings of the IMF and the World Bank showcased numerous warnings by the elites. The global economy has benefited tremendously from globalization and technological change. The IMF top advisory panel said in a communique released on Saturday after a meeting in Washington, however, it is said that the outlook is increasingly threatened by inward looking policies, including protectionism and stalled reforms. The IMF warns, says, says Mr. Durden, it is in its latest economic outlook that rising. Political tensions over open markets and free trade could undermine a recovery already lacking a growth engine. In a rebuke to those advocating a turn away from trade, the members of the IMF panel redoubled their commitment to maintain economic openness and reinvigorate global trade as a critical means to boost global growth. Baron says Mr. Durden, reiterates uh, the uh, predictive programming insinuating that a loss of faith in globalism and the financial elites, listen up my friends, will lead to disaster. Leaders gathering at the International Monetary Fund and World Bank annual meeting didn't mention Donald Trump by name this week, but they warned the anti-trade and populist movements fueling his presidential campaign as well as Brexit could further slow down already anemic economic growth. Populist movements have not fallen on deaf ears, with German finance minister Wolfgang Shebel noting during a panel on the global economy that, quote, more and more people don't trust their elites. They don't trust their economic leaders, and they don't trust their political leaders. Globalists, he says, are telling us what is about to happen. Mr. Durden says, I continue to hold to the same position I always have, that Donald Trump, this is written in October, is going to be allowed into the White House, and that this will be a prelude, listen up, my friends, to economic crisis. Mr. Durden states, the stage is being set for the grand finale To our ongoing financial collapse. The great villain behind the whole disaster will be revealed. And we will be told that the villain is us. By us, I mean conservative movements in general. Though the mainstream media and globalist spokesmen refer to us more often today as populists. Or maybe deplorables. He says those people who think this brand of conspiracy is too far-fetched because it requires an inordinate level of political and economic control have not really thought the situation through. Fact, central banks and international financiers have already created the conditions necessary for economic instability. In fact, these same elites have staved off a larger or more imminent collapse over the past get this, my friends, eight years through the use of fiat stimulation measures, market rigging, and the manipulation of the public perception. Fact, the elites can easily listen up, my friends, initiate an immediate collapse if they wish by simply refusing to prop up the system any longer. Fact, the elites have showcased the ability to stifle conservative movements in the past through interference and co-op. Tea party, anyone? Fact, they can also give conservative movements an opportunity to gain momentum by removing some of This interference The truth is, says Mr. Durden At this point, globalists do not need Expansive or intrusive control over the system In order to cause a crisis Or to place conservatives on the historical hot seat All they have to do is step aside And let the train wreck happen And of course, he says, they have to position themselves as the pronosticators and saviors once the crisis event occurs. Uh, Can you say Hegelian dialectic, my friends? More on that later. Mr. Durden continues by saying the argument also arises that people would never take the bait, that the masses would not be fooled by the banking cabal into scapegoating conservatives for a crash that the elites created. One can only hope, he says, however, possession is nine-tenths of the law in the minds of many, and the mainstream has already conditioned the public with the notion that the mere presence of an anti-globalist conservative in Positions of political authority will negatively affect market market psychology. Later in the article, Mr. Durden warns, I argue that the globalists want Trump in office, just as they wanted the passage of the Brexit. I argue that they need conservative movements to feel as though we have won so that they can pull the rug out from under us in the near future. I agree that we are being set up, he says. Again, Mr. Durden says, the elite are openly telling us what is about to happen. They are telling us that if populists, conservatives in other words, gain political power, this was in October, now they have it, the system will effectively collapse. Collapse, my friends. It's in person now. To what extent is hard to say, says Mr. Durden. But let's assume that the situation will be ugly enough to influence the masses to reconsider the idea of globalism As the possible solution. The elites are fond of the Hegelian dialect, he says. And the philosophy of order out of chaos, after all. Mr. Durden then points out, The only way to counter this developing lie is for liberty champions to first accept the idea that our political victories might be ultimately Meaningless, and that we are being allowed to take charge, listen up, my friends, of a ship that is already sinking. Only then can we distance ourselves from an exponential fiscal disaster by distancing ourselves from the narrative. Mr. Durden ends by sharing, perhaps I am wrong. And in November, which my friends has now passed by, listen up to what he says. We see a dismal Trump performance and a Hillary victory. But, he says, if we see a surprise Trump election win, just as we saw a surprise Brexit win, then it may just be time Listen up, my friends, to consider that the surface of this situation is not what it appears to be. My friends, it's very interesting that these two people wrote articles and they both referred to a sinking ship. Okay, and you know, it's just the Lord when the Lord's spirit permeates something It's truth and you can feel it in your bones I don't care if you believe in God or Jesus Christ or not There's a part of your heart That's made for him of which you can fill with nothing else And when you hear the truth, you know, it's the truth But you choose Rather to believe a lie My friends, today is the day of salvation, and soon the Lord Jesus Christ will have come and gone with those who have spent their life walking with him in an upright state before God, honoring God's one and only begotten son who shed his precious and holy blood for the salvation or way of escape of those upon this earth that would Worship his son For not only now But all eternity And in the process Would be gaining eternal life My friends soon your time Is going to run out I was speaking this past weekend With a few young people About certain things going on In their lives my friends And my heart was broken To see the, the smirks On their face When things were said to them like well, you know, if you're going to get married, you might as well just get married because there'll never be a time that's right. This old saying about we're waiting until finances are optimal and that we did this and we did that. Well, my friends, by the time you do all that, normally the the party's over and no one ever gets married. But you've you've committed a sin for so many days, months, weeks, and years. That you have to be forgiven for. And if you don't ask the Lord to forgive you of it. You will not be entering into the eternal kingdom of God my friends. The Lord does not allow people to live or cohabitate with one another. In a sexual relationship unmarried. And he does not condone a man with a man or a woman with a woman. It will never happen. So my friends just remember that when you smirk about what you're being told, that it's better to turn than burn, so to speak. When that day comes, those words are going to play over and over and over again in your spirit for all eternity as you spend it in the lake of fire. My friends, the Lord Jesus Christ came to save that which is lost in John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, who is Jesus Christ, might be saved. It says might be saved because it's purely and totally and wholly and solely up to you as to whether you turn or burn. For all eternity, my friends, the Lord Jesus Christ has already done his part. He shed his precious and holy blood for all upon the cross of Calvary. It's now their time to make a decision as to whether they want eternal life or eternal damnation. Verse 18 says, he that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not says the word of God is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. The name of the only begotten Son of God is Jesus Christ, my friends. In John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, Jesus makes this promise to those who belong to him, who will relinquish parts of their life that are just not necessary. Because the fact is, is you know, this is only a waiting room. This is only a rehearsal. The big show comes for all eternity, my friends. In John chapter 14, verse 1, the Lord Jesus Christ says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, Jesus said. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, Jesus said. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I, Jesus said, will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, Jesus said, there ye may be also. That, and whether I go, Jesus said, you know. And the way, which means method, my friends, you know. Thomas said, "Anyhow, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way or the method, my friends? Well, you know what Jesus' answer to that was? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, I am the method, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. And my friends, I am telling you that you will have to go through Jesus, because in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, the Lord God gives this word to all that are not walking with him. Know ye not that the unrighteous are those who do not live right in Jesus Christ? In other words, my friends, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, the Lord says in his word, neither fornicators. Oh, we were just talking about those people who live together in sin, uh, unmarried, having sex. That is what a fornicator is, my friends. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminates is a reference To homosexuals and gays and lesbians both my friends nor abusers of themselves with mankind nor thieves nor covetous nor drunkards nor revelers nor extortioners Shall inherit the kingdom of God My friends our time is up for today But you have heard enough word here today to either save your soul or to condemn it for all eternity So today, ask the Lord Jesus Christ with a broken and contrite heart and spirit to forgive you of your sins. And begin again, my friends, so that you're ready, watching, and waiting for the Lord Jesus Christ at his appearing in the rapture. For the world that is not walking with him will not see that he has come and gone, but will be left to be mangled and ultimately cast into the lake of fire under the tyrannical rule and reign of the Antichrist. Lord God, today I pray that you touch the hearts of your people to the point where they will open up and ask your one and only begotten Son, who is none other than Jesus Christ, to forgive them of their sins, to ask him to wash them clean and bright as snow, And ask that your Holy Spirit guide them and lead them into all truth and righteousness and bring all things to their remembrance and to know your word and know it well and know it correctly. My friends, ask the Lord Jesus to forgive you of your sins and begin again. And with that said, we pray it in Jesus' name, and it's a wrap. Shalom, shalom.
0: join Streams in the Desert live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert live thanks you for listening for your phone calls emails and as always your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast you may also visit or email streams in the desert ministries home of streams in the desert live by way of the website or facebook page which can be easily found on the star worldwide streams in the desert landing page until next week streams in the desert live bids you all much love in jesus and that the peace of the lord jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?